0: And welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sikima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. We're having an incredible day today. I'm telling you, it's been such a pleasure. Hopefully you listened to yesterday's podcast. I want you to listen to it. It's about going through the courts with Kevin Couch very very powerful podcast i've had the honor of having kevin couch and his beautiful wife clarissa in my home this week all the way from riley texas they have a hub there where they minister the gospel also they all have a band and they minister it's incredible so i'm just so excited about having them here we're actually going to be doing ministry tonight and so but i want to go over something with you um you know i like i don't know it was like a day or two days before they got here Yahweh told me, he said, I want you to order a new talit. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm a minister. I love tallits. Um, I have about three of them. But if you listen to the way I'm saying it, um, now Yahweh didn't, this is not condemnation or conviction. Um, I, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on it. And I'm not really trying to talk about the talit as well as as much about not putting as much emphasis on it as maybe I should because I've had them so long. And I've gotten so comfortable with them. And this is something that Yahweh's been showing me lately for the last six weeks, that we can get very comfortable with our spiritual surroundings. I don't think we should make an idol out of anything we do, anything we have, or what we do with the kingdom. But each thing is has its proper honor and proper respect or a proper place because it's holy unto Yahweh. And so my new Talit came in today, and I love it. It's exactly... Um, what was in my mind when I was seeing this new tallit. And thankfully, Kevin Clarissa was here and uh, they know a special place that you can get really good tallits from Israel. And uh, this thing is exactly what I saw in the spirit, the way Yahweh was crowning me, even though I understand that's not a crown, it's a prayer shawl um, that you go and sit under before Yahweh as you minister unto him and he ministers unto you. But it's like, You know, Yahweh, I was like, I don't even know where my last talit was. I was like, God, you know, and the Lord, he was like, you know, you want to be careful not to make all the giftings of the things of the kingdom of God a commonplace. I want you to think about that because sometimes our prayer life can become a commonplace. Sometimes our reading of the word can become a commonplace. Sometimes our everyday walk with Yahweh, now don't get me wrong, it doesn't separate you from God. If you've ever been married before in a relationship, you know there's times that you treat each other like a commonplace. You know, you're used to. You go to the movies the same way. You go to bed the same way. You go to work the same way. um, It loses its little zing. And I'm not going to say that doesn't happen. It won't happen again in my life or it won't happen again in your life. By the way, I'm actually drinking coffee for the Coffee in the Cosmos show. But I, I, when I got this, to Lee in the mail, I was so excited because I know it meant promotion. I know it meant something new, a new covering, a new anointing. And I love Clarissa. She was like, well, when you get your other one traded into somebody, you know, so we can be special into them as well and a, a platform, an anointing for them. So, see, these things are important. And I don't, I'm not saying you have to go out and buy a tallit. I'm not really talking about the tallit. I'm talking about the essence of allowing our heart to be sensitive to the things of God that's in our life that we guard ourselves not to allow things to become a commonplace. Now, you can easily say, oh, no, I don't let that happen but I'm gonna tell you, it happens in everyday life. It happens in our job. It happens with our children. Our children happens with the parents. It happens in our schooling. It happens in our work. It happens in our relationship. It happens in our marriages. It can happen in our ministries. It can even happen in our worship. And there's no, like I said, there's no condemnation. I didn't feel that at all. But I felt God was like, oh, doesn't it feel fresh again, son? I don't even have it out of the plastic. I took it out of the box. I don't even have it out of the plastic covering yet because I want to pray over it before I actually utilize it because I want to sanctify it unto Yahweh. And it's like, yeah, Yahweh, it's fresh again. See, there's nothing wrong with going back and stirring up the pot. I tell people many times, you know, read your word differently. Don't always read it the same way so you can see from another perspective so you can hear again or so you can do something new. Pray in the spirit a little differently or maybe at a different time so you can become fresh with it. Stir up that pot. Make it um, attentive. You know, that's something that's in my spirit. Be attentive, my son, to the things of God. Do things with intention. Do things with intention and be Be attentive. Now, this is Yahweh saying, oh, I want to come closer to you. Now, he doesn't need a prop to come closer to you, but I will say uh, he uses things that kind of triggers in your mind's eye, things that will give you an awakening for something. Kind of like we were talking about this today a few years ago, they made a door for me and that door was representing the veil. And on the door, it's wrapped around with the blood of Yeshua, as I say, this cloth that's red. And then the seven spirits of Yahweh. And I open the door and I step in and I go and sit on this chair that they made for me that says, And I'm sitting before the Father. Now, yes, in the natural room, those are props. But they're gateways, they're doorways, they're reminders. I remember listening to Ian Clayton. And Ian Clayton would talk about the different things that he would use as a prop sometimes he would go through a door sometimes he would do this or sometimes he would do this or even in his books or his preaching he'll tell you take a step forward uh, as a signification that you're going into the other side of the veil now do you really need to take a step forward to go on the other side of the veil of course not but it helps you to engage with it that prayer shawl helps to engage with the heavenly host. Help to engage with the private time. That Bible you read helps to engage with the living word of Yeshua because the Bible is a part of Yeshua. Now, I know we were taught in the olden days that the Bible was the completeness of Yeshua. And we took that from the scripture that said, in the beginning was the word, the word with God, and the word was God. Then later on, verse 14 says, then the word became flesh. And that is true. And this is the word of God. But the Bible isn't the totality of the word. Yeshua, Jesus, he's the the totality of the word. So as I'm allowing these spiritual things around me, they're reminding me. It's kind of like a Marguerite Rehm. It's like I think she has her clock or or phone or Apple Watch or whatever set to a certain time to remind her of something. I remember Apostle Aaron would have like four 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 at the four 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 because he wanted to engage with the four four four. See, this is just us taking out our intention to be attentive to the things we want to get done. It's like right now on, on this kick that I want to walk in shalom peace at all times. So I'm going to start placing things around me, whether it's scripture, whether it's prayer, whether it's worship, that reminds me that I'm in shalom peace at all times. Why? It's acting as reminders and gateways. I remember Ian talked about a circumstance that happened in his life, and he used that circumstance as a springboard to go into the heavenly realm. And it was actually an attack on his body. I remember the message. I remember hearing this from him in person when we were back in the conference room talking. He was beginning to share what was going on, but he used it as a springboard to go into the heavenly realm, just like that Talit, just like that Bible, just like you're praying in the spirit, all that message, or even this podcast. I encourage you to use these podcasts to speak into your life, to build up your faith, that it's about Yeshua. It's about you and Yeshua and your intimate relationship. I'm telling you things that I do just to be a witness and an example, but you are the most important in your life. You and Yeshua. You and Christ. You and that personal relationship with Jesus. So as you're growing in faith, you're like, you know what, Yahweh? I don't want nothing to become a commonplace. It's so easy to happen in life. I want to read something um, that Kevin brought to my mind today, when when we were ministering, he was ministering to me about this, and I just want to go to Philippians four. Um, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of your life. Let your joy overflow, and let gentleness be seen in every relationship. For our Lord is ever near. Now, before I even go any further, I love this scripture. Uh, actually, Kevin Couch sat here and ministered these scriptures to me and was engaging over them and, and expounding on him and his uh, the wisdom and righteousness of the word that was coming out of him, which was so beautiful. And but as I'm talking about this, I'm like, God, you brought me to this scripture. How does this fit with what not to be coming pl- commonplace? Listen to what he says here. be cheerful. This is a choice. with joyous celebration in every season of life. That means good, bad and ugly. That means when you're winning, when you're failing, be on purpose, cheerful and joyful. Let your joy overflow. See, you're engaged in shalom. You're engaged in the heavenly realm so it can supersede your troubles. And let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Now, a lot of people think of gentleness as different. There's all kinds of things that people think that gentleness is. And what meekness is. Because some people think meekness is weakness or wimpiness. No, meekness is of the heart. Gentleness is of the heart. And so when I look at this and I'm saying, Yahweh, I want to be like this because I don't want anything to be a commonplace. I don't want anything to be a commonplace before me. I I don't want getting into Talit to be a commonplace. I'm about to suck you in. (laughs) Kevin Couch just walked in the room. Come on, Kevin. I took him to Philippians after I explained what I was talking about. but I'd like for for Kevin to share just a moment on this. He did so well today. It was so beautiful. And, uh, you know, what I was sharing about is when I got to Talit, how the Lord showed me, don't let things become a commonplace. But he took me to this scripture that you took me to. And um, I'm going to pass the Bible over to Kevin. And I just read uh, Philippians 4 and 4. I, I, I didn't go beyond 4, sir. And um, I'd I just like you to touch on this a little bit uh, from the perspective that you were sharing today. Here you go, sir. Kevin Couch.
1: Well, I think it's important for us to understand that uh, when we're talking about how life pulls at us from the left and the right takes us in different directions you know where there's so many distractions that we have to deal with every single day every day you know we we can walk out be focused on Yahweh focused on Yeshua and all of a sudden something comes from the left and just totally takes us off track but the words of Paul are very clear he says don't be pulled in different directions or worried about anything don't be anxious for anything But instead, be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. You know, if I tell someone the details of my life, that means I'm in an intimate relationship with them. Yes, sir. I'm not going to tell a perfect stranger the details of my life. Yes, sir. Who am I going to tell? My best friend, my Savior, the one that I walk with, the one that I that I claim to be in, and who is in me. And after I do these things, then God's wonderful peace that transcends all human understanding will guard my heart and mind through Jesus Christ. When we enter into shalom that passes all of our understanding. That means you can't wrap your mind around it. That means you can't understand the type of peace that comes from Yahweh himself. Why? It's because we have not allowed ourselves to experience true peace. What does it mean to be in rest? It means to put everything in him and have faith that it is good. Because he is good. Being at rest means being at peace. You see, I believe peace is the product of being at rest. I think when we're seated in rest, I believe that peace is the result of being at rest. When I'm at peace with something, that means I'm not contemplating it. I'm not arguing over it. I'm not contending over it. That means I accept it. And to transcend all of my understanding means that I can trust that God's gonna give me the shalom over my life that I need. And it will guard my heart through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. We don't want to look at the fake stuff. I can tell you right now that social media is full of nothing but fake because people can be whoever they want to be on Facebook or TikTok or whatever. Only focus on what is authentic and real. Rest assured, Yahweh Yeshua is authentic and very real, honorable, admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. When I think of fastening something, I'm thinking of attaching something. I'm thinking of the, the beautiful artwork that, that, uh, that, that Craig has on the wall or they're fastened to the wall. They are a part of the house. I fasten myself to Him in every facet or thought that I have, in every glorious work of God, praising Him always And I believe that when we put these things into practice, the whole purpose of practicing means that I keep doing this until it becomes my everyday nature. If I want to change the nature of who I am, I want to change the habits of what I have, then I put it into practice. Psychologists tell us it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Well, you know what? I'm all for that. But I want to do this so often. That it not just becomes a habit, but it becomes a part of my life. It becomes a nature, a natural thing for me to do. So that when I look at others, I'm looking through the lens of the eyes of God. I'm looking at people, how Yeshua sees them. I'm seated in rest because I'm not anxious over anything. I'm not concerned about it. Look, I got bills to pay. I got stuff to do. Stuff happens in my life. Distractions try to creep in all the time. So I'm speaking to myself as well as I am the people that are listening to my voice. Yes. Again, yes, I wanna practice this thing until it becomes my nature, not second nature, but my first nature. That's right. That's right. I wanna walk in light. And in order to do that, I must be a complete reflection of who Jesus Christ is and who Jesus Christ, what Jesus Christ stands for.
0: That's awesome, sir. Then I'll close with this. Take what he's saying. And then take what I'm saying about things not becoming a commonplace. So we're not doing this, even in our practice, we're not doing this out of routine. We're not doing this out of mechanics. We're doing it out of our heart. A heart that says, Yahweh, Yeshua, Urak Kadesh, I want to be with you. I want to be like you. I want to be in you and you and me, according to John chapter 17. Well, once again, this is Sagima Bay. Thank you so much for being part of our co- podcast. Kevin, thank you so much. Yesterday you did so great. Today you did again great. Really honor him and his wife here. We're gonna be min- They're going to be ministering tonight. It's going to be awesome. Well, I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.